Nah, you didn't say that, bro. You said I should follow. Exactly <laughs> you said about said. recording, bro. You said we should just hook up and catch up. Now you're recording? Let me just let everybody know on the pod, yeah. The best part of the pod is when we're not recording. I'm telling you, this guy be chopping. <laughs> this guy be chopping mad gems. I, this guy be I, I mad funny. The best part of the pod is when we're not recording. <laughs> How can you no, say no, I need them to know, yeah, that what no, they see on this is what I've managed to capture. Because you be calling me midweek, I be dropping my gems over the phone, and then like you know, no, said, it's all I split. Meant, like when I when I log on, like that that three three minutes before that five minutes before you decide to do your sound check and drink water and check your your bald head is still sexy. Then you hit me with the this message is being recorded after <laughs> this nigga did that. <laughs> yeah but that too as well you like as soon as we it's, to be honest it's funny obviously it's a great podcast i love our podcast so it's a great podcast when we're recording but it's just it's mad how much we miss because like you just it just happens naturally i guess i, I don't know it's like a, when i come on i come on already you've not started recording but i've just jumped into whatever's coming to my head and you're like, yo, 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 save me for the pod. And you're like, this wasn't for the pod, okay? This was for us. <laughs> no, but the thing is, you start going into pod-like topics. You see what I'm saying? There's, right. like, stuff that stuff that you might just bounce off with your homie. And I'm like, I'm, if, if you come to me, you're like, hey, bro, you know, I'm really struggling right now. You know, my girl just broke up. I wouldn't be like, hey, save it for the pod. Because that's, per- <laughs> that's personal. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be like, hey, imagine, the, the listeners need to know. <laughs> imagine you had a guy who's, like, in that industry. Like he has a podcast, a friend, and he just doesn't take anything. Sit everything is like, yo, man, you got a minute? Yeah, listen, man, I'm gonna put some financial. Yo, 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 wait, wait, save me for the post. Hey, bro, you know when it burns while you pee? What does that mean? Hey, save that for the pod, real quick. Let me answer you on. Let me answer you. You know, I realized though. You see the things that people discuss. You know, should a man pay first, and all those kind of discussions. Yeah. Not about whether there is an actual solution to that or whether who you should pay or not. It's just the discussion that comes out of it that everyone looks forward to. There's no, no one wants an answer. You just like the discussion. Do you think so? 100%. I think, I think people are looking for an outcome and I think they're hoping the discussion is going to get them the outcome they want. So it go, I feel like if women are having that discussion, they want more guys to hear that they're supposed to pay and then in turn more guys will take them out and pay. Have you ever noticed that people who actually get married and, you know, do that whole thing, do you ever ask them who paid first on the first day? Well, we know with Denzel that um, he didn't have enough money for for their first date, and so I've forgotten his wife's name now. Um, but his Mrs. wife, Washington. yeah, Mrs. Washington, paid on their first date. And we know that uh, Barack Obama was broke, uh, and Michelle yeah, was the one. I don't, money I don't, I don't. Go, you know, I don't use celebrity stories. They're too, they're too celebrity. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I remember when I first met her, and um, I had the wrong slice of pizza because most men were trying to apply it to real life. And the truth is this: Hey, if you can't pay on a date in twenty twenty two, you're not getting pussy, bro. <laughs> That's a red flag. Girls talk. You gotta have some money in you, man. Sorry, man. It's a new day. <laughs> don't don't bring those stories to the table. You ain't lying. You ain't lying, bro. I mean, like, ain't that, like that no more. They don't. They don't want to hear that no more. And I, and I, 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 I respect, respect it. That. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it in some senses of the word, because 
here's the thing. If you're if you're if you're dating a bunch of bums, um, because you find them exciting or whatever and they can't pay for stuff and then later on you're gonna be upset about this when you try and make a relationship out of it. I'm gonna look at you like you knew he couldn't provide from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So why are you now upset? Yeah. But at the same time, I think people take it to the other extreme and then they now go, Well, now I need to push for the most ridiculous amount that I can get yeah. because if not, you're not providing. So basically okay. now you make average weight salary and now you're broke, you're a bum. You need to be buying luxury and cars and blah, blah. That's when I'm like, all right, you're doing too much. Yeah, but yeah, you it's, know, um, it's, it's just those things. Because um, the truth is this, no, that doesn't matter. You know, you could pay mm. the first day and then he could kill you the next night. I've seen that on them snapped. <laughs> can you imagine the, the girls group chat like hey, girl he paid he the best guy ever <laughs> and then the next day she's not cut to the next day we haven't, we haven't heard from her in two weeks <laughs> you see what I'm saying so it's not about um, don't don't see those things or that you know if he lets you eat the last piece of chicken you know he's the one don't don't let those are that's, there's no truth to that I will eat the last piece of chicken looking straight into your face <laughs> do you know what it is though I think people what, the real part of what they're saying is people aren't great judges of character especially yeah. women yeah. because women believe that they have really good intu intuition and they, they believe in women's they intuition so, <clears throat> but I think I don't think they do because I think I think what they have is it, um, they know how they, they have feelings and they feel and they think via their feelings and so if it if what they're feeling turns out to be right, then it's confirmation bias that I must have some special power in the way I feel. But there's many feelings that are just wrong. If the whole Tinder Swindler documentary is a complete a rebuttal of the idea of women's intuition, because everything about your intuition should have been telling you this is ridiculous, this is too good to be true, this can't be real, blah blah blah. But the feelings, the same feelings that you might say are part of your intuition are the same things that filled those women. So I just don't, I don't think people are good judges of character. I think guys sometimes are a bit too simplistic for the situation. You know, a girl comes to you and says, uh, yeah, like, I, I want to have sex. And you think that that's it. Like, you go, all right, cool, she wants to have sex. But you don't realise that, come on, there's going to be another discussion. There's going to be this, there's going to be implications, going to be that. So we aren't always good judges of character. So all of these sort of, like, if he... If he lets you, if he, if you, if you meet his mom in the first six months, that means he's serious about it. It's like, nah, these aren't foolproof, but I understand you're looking for a way to try and find out who That's a good person is. Steve Harvey wrote a book, wrote the book, Think Like a Man, Act Like a Woman, Think Like a Man. And we yeah. were all over that book. And I was just like, if you act like a woman, you don't want to think like a man. <laughs> like, do you know how men think? What track? You want that? <laughs> You'll be a whore. That's, if you thought like a man, you'd be a whore. That's what he's telling. Well, that, well that, that's the point. They, they, they all, all Steve Harvey was able to do was capitalize on this idea that on your, on your, there's, on your there's this mystical hidden knowledge out there, and I'm gonna reveal it to you, and it's gonna give yeah. you all the insight you've ever needed. No, no matter it's thing, just not real. There was one he said, you know, you have to wait three months before you give him the, the pumps, and I was like, three months. Like, what does that mean? I know niggas have been waiting for three years. That's the sad part of it, man. All you need is one night. To be honest, here's the thing, though. Um, obviously, as you know, I'm a, I'm a proponent for waiting until marriage. But uh, not to say that I, I, I judge anyone who didn't because I didn't.
But what I'm saying is that I, so I the do... ones that didn't that be that be really campaigning for, for those to do it. Oh, you had your phone, now I'm supposed to not have mine. Oh, fuck you. It's, Yo, it causes problems. I'm just trying to warn you ahead of time. It causes problems. But anyway, no, the whole point is, the whole point is that it, it, waiting is not necessarily a bad thing. But the idea that if you, you know, set it for ninety days or whatever, you're gonna, it's gonna be serious. That part's not true either. You have to. This is the thing. No we sense. need balance. People, people just run with these rules too far, man. We need balance, man. We need to understand that. Look, certain brothers will wait it out. They will watch you like a lion in the tall grass in the savannah. Watching that gazelle, bro. Like, yo, I'm a tent that ass. Oh! You know what I mean? And the thing is, that doesn't stop him having a few different through 90 day rules all sort of come into fruition at different points and different bro, pages. You tell so, guy, I'm going to give you the pussy in 90 days as a, you know, to judge you. He's going to go home and mark that calendar and say, I got to pretend for 90 days. That's it. Bruh, those. Do you know what? Yeah, the man. I'll give you one mad story, and and the girl's famous now, so uh, it's it's uh it's even more interesting. But I'm not gonna say who she is. And I had said to her that um that we should go for coffee sometime, and and she was um doing like super Christian back then, so she was like, yo, that she doesn't really even go for coffee like that. She doesn't like to entertain these kind of things, unless of course, one it's family or like you know old family friends that kind of thing. Or she's kind of known the guy for a while. Like, she just doesn't want to just jump into something like that. So she wants to get to know the person for, like, I don't know if it was three months or six months or whatever. Pardon? Are you trying to smash? No, I actually just wanted to go out for coffee and get to know who she was. Okay. And I was like, this is, like, what, three months or six months for a coffee? Like, this is a bit mad. This is the maddest I've ever heard. And I knew, I know at that time... Christians were moving a bit mad in general because everyone was trying to find this version of holy but was doing the wildest things to try and get it. So the the funny thing about it is that in my head, I kind of marked in the calendar like, hey, I'm going to get, yo, that six months time, I'm rolling through and I'm now, I was almost, it was almost became like, you know, when you find that target, it's like seek and destroy. But at the same time, I was also like, in that time period, I was like, I don't even want to go on this coffee that much. So in some ways it was actually effective for her because it weeded me out because I just kind of went and now I look back and I go thank God I didn't go for that coffee because that would have been a terrible decision. I know for a fact now that I would not have been interested in this sister, but from what I could see on the outside, I was like, hey, but she's maybe. famous. Why would you not be interested in the famous sister? Because I, I don't. You know, this is hey, sisters need to understand that for the most part. Being famous does nothing for most men anyway. For me as a guy, it doesn't do anything. It, it, you know, all it does is it maybe gets you more of my attention because I might see you more. But it doesn't make you more attractive because the truth is, every time... You know you know when you have the conversations with like... Um, like when I, when, I was, when I had girlfriends before, <coughs> we'll talk about like, who <clears throat> who's your crush? And she'll say, um, I don't know, Usher or whatever. Devante, right? <laughs> you still in the nineties? She says Devante or Usher or whatever it is. When I answer, I'm like, "Yo, does this go in church?" She's banging. <laughs> that's when it gets mad real. They get mad upset. But I'm like, for me, whether she's that girl in church or all of a sudden she becomes famous makes no difference to me. Well, I, she's I, buff. She's buff. I say that thing about when women go to a concert, or the Trey songs or the Junior Wines, the Ab Crew, you know the. Niggas who, niggas who don't even come on with the shirt. This nigga's taking off the shirt from the dressing. <laughs> like, God, <is> it? <laughs> that, 
The underprivileged shirt niggas. <laughs> you know, one day, one day we need to do a drive. We need to do like a, a, a fundraiser or something. Get shirts you know, for all these you know, R&B artists. On the stage and the shirt is buttoned. And it's like, just, the chest is all, way open. And it's like two buttons at the bottom. Like, yeah, and, and they got the, they got that fan on at the edge of the, oh so they goodness, can blow it. Going up the chest. I said, women, every woman in the room will be like, I want to fuck him. Yeah. That's him. I want him. He's the one. He's the one. I said, man, then we would go to a Beyonce concert and be like, hey, you see the girl behind me? <laughs> Bro, we, we'll go to a Beyonce concert and be like, hey, you see that girl selling perfume in the toilets, bro? Bruh. You can get it, you know. I, man will leave the concert to go and chat to the guy at the kiosk. Bro, that's what I'm saying to you. This is exactly it. So, yeah, the fact that she's famous now is, does nothing for me. Because men, if I, it's probably a turn-off, if men, I'm honest. We, 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 we actually... We actually um, understand sometimes our position. We know Beyonce is no chance. It's not going to be fun. Beyonce is no chance. But the guy at the popcorn stand? Oh, yeah. <laughs> man could butter that, bro. Yeah, man can. <laughs> girls honestly believe I could take I could get the sweet and salty on that one, bro. <laughs> girls believe I could, I could go. I could be with Usher tonight. Which one of you ladies want to come home with me tonight? You remember deep that when a star says that which one of you girls wanna come home with me tonight and everyone screams me. I think to myself, which one of you you you, you don't really wanna die. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really like death that much. You're gonna go home Yo. with someone you don't know. That's crazy. Bruh. But you know it is, in most of those women's heads, they've been like, I've been home with someone I didn't know before and he well, worked we all at, have. But... He worked at seven eleven. So like why why <laughs> True, but like I'm saying, that concept is, is wild to me in the sense where he wants to come home with me tonight, and we all say, me! Or, have you ever thought about it, yeah? Like, I'm, I'm a big Tupac fan, right? But I don't think I would like Tupac. 100%, oh, we've discussed this before, I think. There's a possibility. We spoke about some of the comedians. Yeah. You understand? Because he was a bit wild sometimes. And yeah. we, we might just not clash on a personality level mm. as much as I love his music. I might be like, oh, I think he's a bit of a prick, though. Or we yeah, might, I, I don't think I'd enjoy it particularly. Friends, you know? Yeah. Oh no! Imagine I might be more inclined to be like Junior Wines, the guy. I'm really cool with Junior Wines. Ah! Why does Junior Wines take somebody else on this pod, bro? Uh, Junior Wines might be the guy for me. Like, no, but for real, like, hey, pause. But like, you could really be the homie, like yeah. Junior Wines. Junior Wines probably more likely to be the homie. Because if you're with someone, like, the things that sometimes are really fun for entertainment purposes aren't so fun in a personal context. Mm. So as much as I enjoy Kanye's music, that that kind of erraticism might not be fun for a friendship. Yeah, like, I, do, I don't think I could be cool with Kanye. He'll drive me insane. He'll drive me. We'll clash this is it. And I just know that. You know what I mean? And yeah. so you quickly realise you do have to separate the art from the artist, you do. Remember this year, to everybody listening, no matter what you've heard, um, all of them are salesmen. They are salesmen and women. That's what they do. They're selling yeah. products. And whatever it is you want to see, hey, listen, you will have a nigga sing on an album, we'll, we gotta get up out the hood together, holding hands like the weather. He has never been to the hood before. He just knows that's what sells. <laughs> You know, the song sells. And from my sexy hook on it, you guys are going to buy into it and be like, you really care about black people, yo? No, he doesn't. He's selling. 
Hey, for real, seriously, whichever one of you fans wants to go back through all the pods and clip up all of Fubi's improvised songs, please do it. I want to hear all of them on a mixtape back to back. I saw We Are The World song as a kid, and I really thought these people care so much. They didn't give a fuck. You know what I know? Michael showed up with a glove, yo. I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Michael said, I don't want to be near Prince, and I want to sing by myself. Bruh. To be <laughs> fair, like, oh no, Michael cared. Michael cared about something. Michael didn't tell. give a shit. You don't think Michael cared about nobody? No, listen, listen, they cared because it sells, not because they could do anything. Let's be real, man. Heal the world, make it a better place. <laughs> there are people dying as I'm singing from Neverland Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> my Mexican cook and my my East African house manager making sure this shit is running efficiently, and I'm not throwing shade on my. I'm just saying that shit sells, bro. You can't go to the Oscars and hold twelve gold plaques and say, you know, there are people dying. Yeah, you're not one of them. Remember that Tupac interview where he said, "I have to say I'm a thug because." How can I go to any community center sporting a presidential Rolex watch talking about we gotta gotta? They'll say, who's we? Mm. And that's the problem with politics and the people they represent. You see what I'm saying? More time we don't recognize the people who are speaking on our behalf. It's like, well, how the hell do you know? Well, yeah, and th- this is part of the problem because I feel like... Um, it kind of it's a self-defeating way of looking at things. It's the idea that you have to somehow be exactly like me to represent me, but also you need to be better than me. Because if if not, then I could do your job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Like you, it's we kind of we we want Obama to be smart so we can say, yeah, he deserves to lead. Like he's a smart guy. But at the same time, if he shows out to be too smart, then it's like, hey, he ain't really. Like down with us, like he needs no, to no, it's, it's say something of, ignorant from time to time. It's a case of saying, understanding that it's not right. It's not supposed to be like that. Um, it's not right to, to 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 just because you're educated and you understand how policy works and you have a black skin. It's not right for you to now say about the poverty in a in a neighborhood you didn't come from. You didn't share in that experience, so you can't actually speak on their behalf just because you share the same skin as them. If he didn't share, so, so but wait, do you? If 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 he was going to be president of the entire country, does he have to live every one scenario before he can speak on their situation? The president of a country represents a country, not a color. That's the problem yeah, so, with black people. You want the black person to represent a black color, not the country. He can't represent a color because because mm-hmm. if you think about it like this, nine out of ten times, well, ten out of ten times, the president of the United States of America is not going to come from the hood. Of course, he's not going to come from food stamps and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, so so but what I'm saying is that how could he how could he speak on that if everybody's like, Well, you didn't come from it, so you can't speak on it. He if he hasn't come from the trailer park or whatever it is. That's why that's why that's why he didn't speak on it. That's why poverty never gets solved. Because most people that represent the wealth don't come from poverty. So they can never understand why they need to solve it. All they understand is how to make wealth. That's why you always employ people of those that's why people who, who who run this country come from Oxford and Cambridge. From wealth, not from poverty. That's why they can never represent poverty because they've never come from it. Oh yeah, they're gonna say the good stuff of you know if we just did it, but they understand there's gonna be poor people. 
That's not our business. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying is that if you're gonna rule people, you're gonna yes. lead people, you're gonna have authority over people. Yes. Like you don't have to have lived my situation to have a good idea from of what I should be doing, and so it might help you to empathize with me, or it might help you to guide me through it. But for example, if I go into a company, like I'm going into like my my job right now, and um you know my my boss says to me that you know this is what you need to do to get ahead my first instinct isn't to say to him you haven't lived my life don't tell me how to get You're ahead in his company though Pardon? he said you have to get ahead in his company not in your life okay but even if he said have, it for life you though have these people they they, even they, if... they they it's like they you want boris johnson cannot represent my experience because he's never lived it so I can never, I can never expect him to understand what it's like having a having a Nigerian mother and father who worked in this country and worked their way up. I, I, I can't explain that to him, and I can't expect him to relay that in the words or messages he speaks. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying in terms of him being able to lead. Yeah, but that's he leads the country, not me. He leads the country. He does what's best yeah. for the country as a whole, not well, as I'm individual saying, life experiences. Yeah, but what what I'm trying to say to you is that. There's going to be people who you're going to need to submit to, even directly, that they are leading you, who don't 100% know your situation. Does, but what they have is some general wisdom. Really? Or, does Boris Johnson lead you? Or do you just follow the... the he doesn't lead you. You just live well, in his he does. country. He does to a certain extent. Dude, he I doesn't mean, have any influence if, over if, 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 if he signs something that says, we all have to stay in our house, then I stay in my house. If he yeah, says, I can't do stand-up... Did, did we do that? <laughs> did we do that? They said there was a pandemic and people didn't stay in their house. Okay, my point well, is, I Boris Johnson has no direct influence over your family decisions. He's not a born again Christian. You are, so you're totally different in that sense. So he can't say now, "Oh, um, Allah, I believe um, um, marriage should be like this." You're like, "Well, no, I don't agree with that because I've come from this." You don't. You can't tell me how to represent marriage because you're not even married. <laughs> so my point is, yeah. the problem is, LeBron James can speak on behalf of a basketball experience. That's where he's excelled. The situation in Africa, I'd be like, well, bro, you don't live there. Mm -hmm. So you can't really represent the struggles of black people in that, in England and in, in Compton or in Brooklyn or in this person because it's, every experience is different. But do you need to represent in order to lead? Let's say LeBron went to um, Nigeria right now and said, guys, <coughs> I think we should uh, produce more. Like we should manufacture more than we import. Like They should tell him to fuck off. Really? Yeah, because what has he manufactured and imported? Nothing. I'm saying, I'm, but I'm saying, let's say he's going there to start this. He's saying this is what you he wants start to do. There, then. You, can go, you can go and start it, yeah, but you can't go and tell people this is what we should be doing. Why not, though? This is sound advice. Because you've not done it. <laughs> no, I'm saying even as he's doing it. But I'm, what I'm saying is that he's not lived their experience. He's not lived experience. What I'm saying is uh, LeBron James made it out of poverty through basketball, right? Mm. So he can now teach kids in the hood how to get out of poverty through basketball. He so you think everyone has to stay in their lane, basically? Not necessarily stay in their lane, but understand your path to the exit might not represent everyone else's. Mm -hmm. You all can't play basketball. Mm -hmm. We all don't have the money and access you have. You understand? Remember, even within the basketball world, people are cherry-picked. We know you're going to be the guy. We're going to give you everything you need to get to that point. 
someone's mm-hmm. going to have to go a whole different route to get that respect. Yeah, you understand. But yeah. what we what what is done with black people is we take one person who's successful, like a Lenny Henry, a John Barnes, and he becomes the voice of everybody, which is wrong, mm-hmm. because he cannot represent the thoughts and feelings of everyone. Yeah, and that, but I think part of my problem is the fact that if we're talking about somebody leading, advising, you know, teaching or whatever it is, that they all have to be representative. I don't think so. I, I just think, I think you can, I think, I think it should be on the content of what they're telling you. If somebody yeah, tells... Thing, Allah, with black people, it's never a leading thing of, it's a leading of blackness. Not of ideologies, not of, not of, not of, of communities, not of education. It's just your blackness. This no, is but what they're, they're, the black person is doing, but, but, so we do it. But I don't think everything should be... I don't think black people should take everything that other black people say as a blackness thing. If we say, look, us, we need to, I don't know, own more, keep more uh, money flowing in our community. That's an economic point. It makes well, sense economically. Here's the thing. When people say those things, they don't even look at what the, um, the, the general thing is. First of all, you don't have a community. None of you live in a community that is run by black people. So the idea of keeping your money in it makes no sense. You live in a you live in a country which is England. Your communities are Hackney, Peckham, Brixton. These are not black communities. They are English communities. So you can't own it to, to for your money to just be flowing around. It's not your country. Okay, so okay, let's say some they, some sorry. So when they speak about the black pound in that sense, it's lost. Yes, it's a fantasy idea to have that, but look at the realness. You don't even live in your own country. You own no schools. You don't own mm-hmm. supermarkets. We all shop in different supermarkets. So how the hell is our money going to stay in the community? It's impossible. Uh, okay, L- let me let me give something that's very feasible then. So let's say I just go and buy some land in Nigeria right now, and I say to Black Brits, guys, uh, I think it's a really good idea to buy land in Nigeria. I think it's going to go up, right? It's good. It's going to be a great investment for us, and it's going to be good um, for for the for the local economies there, and so on. And the moment I say this, somebody who is also black and British says, "I know you're black. I know you're British, and I know you've done it, but I didn't get to go to private school, so why you don't know my experience? Why should I go and invest? Because That's you said it." <laughs> is it though is it not though because what you're saying when you keep making about representing somebody's experience i'm saying look some people can lead you they can teach you even though they don't represent you in that same way but you but can I'm still take something from what they're saying about representing i'm not talking about teaching when i'm saying representing obama's meant to represent blackness and black voice but that's impossible mm-hmm. because he didn't he can't relate to every single black experience that's what i mean that okay. one person cannot represent everyone's experience. You just said, if I bought land in Nigeria and I told black Brits, so who are black Brits? Ghanaians, Caribbeans? What if mm-hmm. people from Barbados say, I don't want to buy land in Nigeria, I want to buy land in Barbados? They have the right to say that. And they can say, yeah. you can represent my, where I should buy land because you're Nigerian. I'm not listening to Nigerians. I want yeah, to okay. improve my side. And that's what I mean. We can't okay. let one black thing represent everything because we're all different. Yeah, I, I agree with you that there isn't like one black leader or whatever it is. You can't like it's just not feasible. Mm-mm. But I don't think I think I was talking to you about I was talking to you about leadership. Yeah, I can, I'm inspired by Federer. I don't even play tennis mm-hmm. for comedy. I listen to musicians for their timing and how they perform on stage and how they own own a crowd. That's 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 for me leading. That's for what mm. I for what you know. Do you know what I mean? What I don't like yeah. is when it's a blanket shape of 
this is the, 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 the way to the light. Yeah. You know, because it can be misleading. We all have different, um, uh, you're Christian. We're both Christians, but we have different ways we interpret, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean, the word. Mm-hmm. And as, in, the- as in right and wrong? <laughs> <laughs> the thing, yeah, the beauty of it is this, yeah, because I've grown up in Nigeria, if you mm-hmm. were in Nigeria, oh my God, you would be the most annoying Bible Christian member. You'd be so good in the Bible school angle. You'd be you'd be you'd be sinning on that level. But you know those brothers in the church in Nigeria who were so holy. Oh, they were getting the best beauty. <laughs> Say it ain't so. They were preaching at sixteen, and then he said, "Hey, hey." Shout punch the pastor's a thing, you know. Brother Pius, say it ain't so. <laughs> you know what? The, in the church, the rock stars were the drummer. Oh, if you were the drummer, you were tailing. Now, the woman, the women, the most coveted role, lead singer, the one doing the splash down numbers. Yeah. You know that babe that comes with the belt? You know the belt around the... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> What's the scarf thing where they put in the... <laughs> sure. That's the glassy one. You understand? <laughs> now the ushers. That's what you. Thought, that's what you found. Uh, was not joking. <laughs> God, Ollie, why are you struggling not to laugh, bro? Stop trying to not laugh, bro. You know this is how the church is broken down, bro. Stop, t- <laughs> stop looking at me funny, bro. They go. They go clip this up one day. I'm gonna have to explain myself. To them. <laughs> right, right, right. Bro. Ushers is where you get to because you know, they move around in it, so you get to follow them. You know, ushers, you know. And then, um, where else did they have a rock star? Obviously, the pastor. The, the, the preacher, yeah. Oh head head pastor. Oof. Head pastor. Oof. How many how many head pastors end up, you know, banging one of the choir girls and whatnot? And it's like, we, we all see the pastor's wife on, in church on Sunday, and yet somehow all of these girls are still you know like... Why, and that's what I love about life. It doesn't matter where you think you are, right? When you come on stage and people are ready to hear your word, Someone says in your mind, you know you're going to fuck up, right? <laughs> it's the end of you, baby. <laughs> Bro. You know it's the end now, right? You know it's the end. There's, a, there's something that kills you inside. And it's nobody's exempt from it. You know when that pastor walks on, somebody shout hallelujah. Right <laughs> <laughs> in the back. Bro, they be having swag with it, dude. Uh, sex talk. That's an aphrodisiac. They be, they be, you know how um rappers be slick talking. Pastors be slick talking. Bro, you ever seen the pastors w- w- when they're talking in between finding the scripture? They be turning the pages. Hallelujah. Let somebody in here shout hallelujah. If you do that to serve. All on my chest. You know what it is on the year? It's a show, bro. It's, a it's all a show. Hallelujah, Santa Rapusca. It is a show, bro. Are you if in the back? Know- this is about to drop some <laughs> I said, you know you, that lead up. You know what they do? They give you bad setup so they can <laughs> drop the punch. I, yo, it's like I said. I said, yo, yo, check it, yo. That's what they're doing. I said, yo, yo, This my word right here. This my word. Let's go. Oh, it's Bro. just, and you know what, church is theater, man. It's theater. <laughs> Bro, could, you could do a whole series on pastors finding, or preachers finding scriptures and the stuff that they say in between. It's literally like, it's it's such a, it's such a, like you said, showmanship. It's all, 
there's a way that it gingers you that like oh this guy's i was riding around the church and i was like um praise and worship is the most important part of the service for me because mm. if the praise and worship doesn't bang you know what kind of service is going to be that's when the pastor starts saying turn your books to habakkuk chapter six you're like habakkuk god damn. <laughs> <laughs> i said habakkuk's one of them books you have to go to the contents to find it Where's <laughs> Buzz is... you get there, they've already read the verse. You're trying to keep up with the verse, but you're still trying to find Habakkuk. I said, There's always that one nigga I thought of you, that one nigga that's already there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know, in the Bible, they say, Turn to Peter, you just flick your, you just flick your shit. Yeah, one time, I'll find you. <laughs> Turn to Paul, Hebrews, you're right there. When this Ecclesiastes chapter 6, actually, who? <laughs> oh man preachers be sneak this in as well preachers be like those of you who aren't really in your scripture like that it's right after Obadiah it's like yo how can you bro, tell me it's right after Obadiah I don't know where Obadiah is bro bro you know it's pastors catch you some of you have been blacksliding this week <laughs> oh my goodness and you know the thing is this year when they throw a journal, some of you have been backsliding. The truth is this, everybody backslided that week, bro. Bro, they let you fill in the toss. You start feeling, is this me? It's like, shit, this is it there? Did the Holy Spirit reveal to him what I did on Saturday night? The amount of time the Holy Spirit has, has snitched on me. Oh my goodness. Holy Spirit be snitching, bro. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead you into no. all truth. You, you didn't take that all seriously. you like, not all truth. Golly. Don't tell him everything. So when the pastor, you know when it gets good to the pastor where they start, yeah, and they're behind the pulpit at first. And, you know, they do the couple quotes. When they pick up the mic and leave and move to the front. Yo. But, and it's always by the staircase. They never go onto the staircase yet at first. They stop by it. And there's a nice shot of the three staircase going down. Like, <laughs> Yo, they and must you know, practice that little three steps, you know. They the must practice... When they put the Bible on the step and they're preaching this over here, and you got to shove the pastor here, but the Bible still open on the thing on the on the steps. Oh, it's, it's theater. It's all theater, bro. It's Good shots, bro. You see the pastors that do demonstrations now. That they, they they have to call people up to illustrate oh, something, goodness. or they bring something onto the stage. One time, my pastor was preaching a message about how. When we do certain things, God smells honor. There's an aroma of honor onto the Lord. My pastor brought a barbecue into the church, started cooking chicken up. He said, and every time he was mentioning something, he put another chicken on the grill. The whole time I was like, so after the message, pastor, what's going to happen to that chicken real quick? And, and the maddest thing is, he was cooking on real coals inside the church, bro. I was like, this demonstration is not needed. No, it is. It is. It is. You know what? You know what? It was needed, so you can tell me this story. Nigga barbecued in church. Bro, we, yo, my, my pastor barbecued in church. And the, the matter thing is, we all remember that sermon. Of course. We all remember. Barbecue, bro. Yeah. But I don't know if you saw, you saw the, um, recently the video of, um, I've forgotten the guy's name, but that young black preacher in Atlanta, out in the state. Todd, uh, something Todd. Jay. Uh, Todd, anyway, I was about to say James Todd. That's hello. Todd Smith. Todd Smith, maybe, yeah. Anyway, he was doing the il- he was doing the illustration. That's Todd. That's hello, cool. I said, I said James. T- you said Todd Smith. I said that's hello, cool, Jay. 
But it's James in there because I said Todd Smith. You like, yeah, yeah, maybe Todd Smith, but that's Edo Cool J's name. Okay, but I was thinking when I said James Todd that that was Edo Cool J's name. No, there's got to be James in there because he's ladies love Cool James. No, that's an alias. His There's name. no James in his name. Don't think so. His name's Todd Smith. That's got that's got to be the biggest scam of this century. Could, Maybe hello, I, could, James. I, I didn't find the James though. I'm gonna find that. Anyway, I'm gonna while I'm I'm finding that out, I'm gonna tell. So yeah, with this guy, he was illustrating how Jesus healed the guy, um, basically by um, spitting in his hand oh, yeah. and using the saliva. And man was doing this for real. He proper like was bringing up. He was proper. <laughs> Bring it up and huck it and like it spat his hand and he used his brother to do the the illustration and rubbed it on his brother's face and was rubbing the saliva in, bro. And I was like, come on, man! At this point, man, you well, you should you should have been a content creator. This ain't real preaching. The thing is, this Jesus used that to heal someone. You just spitting in my face. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think I'm in black hole, What's wrong with his brother? This is what I was. <laughs> By the way, the answer is we were both right. LL Cool J's name is James Todd Smith. Ah, James Todd Smith. Okay, okay. that's why you saw James Todd. Mad. They call yeah. him Todd, though. I guess he uses all his names. In it, boy. But that's how it worked, though. I'm going to get this name to sell. James Todd Smith. Ladies <laughs> love Cool James. Todd and Smith. Bruh, but he... He, 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 you saw James Todd Smith written down somewhere. You would have been like, which white boy in Wisconsin is Bro, this guy? His name is Reggie. Redman. Reggie? Oh, well, Reggie's a black name, though. True. Method Man's surname is Smith. I can't remember his first name. But I think we all know the one that we need to discuss. <laughs> Zuma. <laughs> nah. Was a liberty, That's a nah, I wasn't gonna say that. You know, wait, did you know who I was talking about when I said two weeks Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every this time, this thing, yeah, this motherfucker likes the junior wine shade, yeah, but they say, ah, oh, for me, man, you got to ease up. I know, wow. I know, bro, because every time I hear that name, I'll be thinking of Rumple Stiltskin, bro. I'll be like, yo, this guy is a fairy book character, but I just let you no, do all the shades and Rumpel then I enjoy Rumpel. it from the side. Who's going to go with Tornado at first? Who was? Junior Wayne. Who's going to go with Tornado? Yeah, that was his name. Then he was under base camp, Tornado. But then um, oh. someone someone made sense and came up with Junior Wayne. <laughs> so if, if he's got the Jin, does that mean Elgin was supposed to be Elgin? Was it supposed to be like Elgin? Because that G-I-N. Oh, it must be Junior Wayne from that, though. It must be from the Elgin. Yeah. Junior Wayne from that. The middle name is Baylor. B a y l o r, it's Elgin oh, Baylor Lumpkin. Lumpkin. Yeah, his yeah. parents were trying, man. His parents were trying. He gonna make it. <laughs> he gonna make it. But I, I think wanna know mixed, why, because he looks kind of Latino, isn't it? Um, he's named after NBA legend Elgin Baylor or Elgin oh, really? Baylor. Oh, disrespect now. A fellow DC native. Because Elgin Baylor was a baller. Oh, you actually know, you know Elgin Baylor? Okay, then. Yeah, 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 he was a baller. Oh, so that's who he's named after, and I don't know why yeah. he's got the surname Lumpkin. It's his surname so. Lumpkin. That's what fills everyone, Elgin Lumpkin. Yeah. All right, well, there you go. We learned something black? new. What's that, sorry? Is he fully black, you reckon? Um, are you, are you know, oh, African-Americans. No, you know black Americans have, like, Cherokee. Yeah. They have yeah, Zoom, exactly. Cherokee, white in them, so... Uh, I mean, in terms of 
there's no mention uh, in in any of his uh, Wikipedia page about his parents or anything, so it could be. I was listening to um, when Dubs crashed. He did a very very good cover on that man. Timberland really put the beat on that, and he came hard, man. Okay, so it turns out um, he lost both his parents. Uh, yeah, his father died by suicide and his mother was lost to cancer less than a year later. And uh, struggled with grief and depression, thought about taking his own life. He received counselling from his pastor, which turned him to a more positive path. He recorded the song Two Reasons I Cry about the death of his parents on his 2001 album, The Life. Okay. You know what, it's crazy because... um... I reckon hearing that story, I reckon he probably had more to give musically, but selling wise, he was just a sex symbol. Well, yeah. So this is the thing. Uh, maybe he did give it, and we don't know it because we yeah, only like, cared to hear. Yeah, look, man. People just want to see your show. Because if you look at the Kanye story, they're like, look, nobody wants to hear you rap. And it's like, I want to rap, and I don't think genuine was. You know, he probably didn't push and say, look, this is the rap I want to put in my music because it was very much, you know. But again, I would never have known that story. It was very much, you know, baby, baby oil on my shirt, and you know, that was what the, his music, his music was, which is which is a shame, man. Because you know, you could probably you probably could have drawn some really good. No, that pony is not, you know, pony will always be an R and B classic, but I don't know what track two was in that album. This this is this is part of the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes. Uh, it's about how you position yourself, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's what people want from you. And if somebody mm-hmm. looks at you and says, "This is all I want from you," and don't give me anything else, mm-hmm. that must be a very frustrating place to be must because be he's clearly going through like real stuff, and he's, yeah. he's obviously written that's, about it. Well, that's a Tupac "Dear Mama" song right there. Mm. You know, and and those songs, you know, tend to stand the test of time. You know, which is a shame because, like you said, it's, it's that. Because let me, let, let me not lie to you, man. Pony coming out on Pony, he probably thought, yeah. I hit the goal, but it's a big hit. But then, man, you have to follow that route. Did you know uh, where, uh, basically, um, which which label or collective Genuine started with? Yeah, the Basement Crew. Timberland, Missy, Aaliyah was there. Suvante was their head. Used to beat them up. No, so I think before Basement... Uh, he was actually a member of Swing Mob. Oh, with um, Devonte, Devonte Swings. Yeah, yeah. Devonte Swings. So he was. That's where he genuinely began as a member of Swing Mob. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he moved them to the basement for Timberland and Missy and Aaliyah and stuff like that. Yeah, it was there. Yeah, it was there that he met Missy and then. No, Prince. Yeah. You know, Devonte ran away from home to join Prince's band. I did not know that. And then he met up with Prince and said, "Can I join your band?" And Prince said, "No." So then he went back and started Jodeci. That again, that story is Prince has never confirmed. Though. The principal must have been like this. You know, many niggas ran up to me and said, "Can I join your band?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that was the story of Devante. He wanted to join Prince's band. He ran away from home. Prince rejected him, and then he went back. Um, his name's Donald, isn't it? <clears throat> oh, wow. And his brother was working with JoJo, so someone told him he needed to get with these country boys called Cam Casey and JoJo because they were in the gospel circle. And um, Jojo didn't want Casey in the band because Casey doesn't know how to sing together. You know how Casey is, isn't it? So Casey, just <clears throat> sing the first line. First line is, I'm going to love you. Ah, I'm going to love Okay, this nigga done. 
<laughs> on the limelight, but um, Javante told him, we can't do this without your brother. And yeah. so the group, and that's when Jodeci, they went to sing for Andrew Harrell. They sang a rendition of something in the lobby, and he signed them on the spot. Again, the sign them on the spot thing, people were like, raw, that's amazing. Probably not, because the contract was probably terrible. Yeah. Whenever yeah, you exactly. sign on the spot, you regret in the future. <laughs> oh, yo, that's the line. When you sign on the spot, you regret in the long term. <laughs> oh, man. Did you know that uh, he was, Genuine was originally cast for uh, You Got Served? Can I just tell you? I, no, I didn't know that. Stop talking it, to he, my Genuine story when you know I don't even like. He got replaced by Marcus Houston. I can understand why. Marcus Houston has acting chops. Oh, oh, snap. So, okay, so they kept his real... They put Marcus Houston in place. But for the movie, they kept his real name as one of the names for the lead characters, Elgin. Is it? It's mad. How can they take you off the movie but keep your name? You've not seen you got served? Okay. I was was going to stomp the yard person. Oh, those days, man, we, we watched that one day in Nigeria. We bought it on VCD and we got the VCD player and it was one of those things just... Because there's so many epic dance scenes, you just watch it over and over again, man. You know what saved the last dance back? And I realised, this is some bullshit. <laughs> that movie's out of context. That's just wild. I loved that film in the cinema. Then I watched it back and I'm like, how did I miss this? The one that killed me most was The Blind Side. I was literally blindsided on that one. <laughs> I, I thought the film. I put the film on Blu-ray. That's how far how good I thought the film was. But sometimes all of this, I don't call it, but this awareness or wokeness or whatever you want to call it, it'd be ruining movies, man. Oh, it oh, oh, ruined my whole shit. I couldn't even watch but, Man on Fire no more. Man of was one of my favorite films. When I got woke, I was like, so you gonna turn up all of Mexico to find this white girl? <laughs> That's all my wokeness kept on saying to me. Oh, you gonna do this for a black girl? If a black girl missing in Mexico, you go you gonna take down the Laman Dad nigga. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was but the thing is, man, when you see movies, you know, and you watch them, the psychology behind it does be fucking with you. Yeah, but that's sometimes why you just kind of need to just enjoy things because nothing's going to be, like, nothing's going to be 100% lined up with what you believe or what's right in the world. Sometimes they just are what they are. And the movie sometimes messed up because it's messed up, because the world is messed up, because pe- human beings are messed up. So, yeah, if you get a white saving movie, I understand if you uh, don't enjoy uh, it. Nah, but if uh, you... white saving movie cannot be enjoyable. Mm-mm. They never saved. They pilgrim and destroyed. And it was still... You tell me we didn't. You can write people like that. So trustworthy. But I mean, is there is there nothing you enjoyed in Django or? Well, um, Django's a great movie, but Django's a great movie. Django's a great movie. I enjoyed the acting. I enjoyed the premise. Everything. I don't care. But this is my point. But it's still it's still an elements of it. Our white. Once you get woke, you go. All right, this is another white. Nah, not Django. Not Django. There was no. Django was a. The thing about Django. You don't think, kind of you don't think White Donny? The whole point was that White Donny was the one that. Enable Django to go, to go and do what that's he wanted the truth to do. in slavery, though. That is the truth. It's always white. That's my point, though. Yeah, but that's a slavery. Movie. The thing about that is, it's not even a slavery movie. It's a love story because that not there's no black person that killed an entire white family. I rode off on a horse in the moonlight with his missus in the slavery time. They'd have been hung. They'd have hung him and the horse. 
that but this is my point though so i'm saying that when you get woke when you get woke and whenever you start to notice that in these movies there'll be a black a white girl comes to a black neighborhood gets a crash course in being black starts bopping her head and doing r&b and leaves with the one good brother that's going places (laughs) (laughs) you can't frame it like that He was being a doctor. Every other black person was going to gang fight, baby father, baby mother. Fuck that. Uh, okay. White girl going to Juilliard. Fuck out of here. Okay, Save the Last Dice is a very special case. That's some bullshit. There are definitely those movies that are white savior movies, and then there are movies where there's a white savior element. And mm-hmm. I think that one's a white savior movie. But okay. I think maybe Django Unchained or Black Panther, to a certain extent, has white saviour elements in it. Yes, yes. Yeah, again, I think maybe that's the distinction. Again, Black Panther, I want everybody to understand, has nothing to do with Africa. Nothing. It wasn't created by Africans. It was created by white people. Wakanda's not a real place. It's what white people would like Africa to look like. Know what it is. So I don't get involved in that for fantasy. It's like, it's like white people complaining about Asgard. <laughs> Or why people complain about where Superman came from? You know, in Kale, they don't really actually walk like that. Who cares? <laughs> you know, but I mean, where... it's not really green. In, in where Superman is actually blue. What? <laughs> yeah. But where is like those, like the blind side? Again, even that was hard. <laughs> you know, you know what you should do with these white savior movies? Give at least three black people just to one powerful one. Every black person in the movie was doing wrong. <laughs> I know these white people were doing great for, for black people. They cared so much. <laughs> At the same time, I said, What you mean, Ola? Because I watched Man on Fire and I just said, Look, it is what it is. You know, this is how you sell movies, bro. White girls are. You, listen, you can't cast a black girl for taking. No one's going to watch it. Come on, we, we did all this work for this black girl. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so if I wrote a nice Taken Cape Crusader movie or whatever, and I say I want to cast Bimbola as the lead, they might say, "Look, bro, anybody working that hard for Bimbola?" I don't. You know, I don't hundred think that's true. I think the I think the reason why that movie hit so hard is because I think most dads kind of i i identify with that idea of being some kind Even of a white girl <laughs> saving their daughter. Come on, man. <laughs> Hey, you're disrespectful, man. That's my disrespectful. <laughs> looking at that baby like, you my white girl. <laughs> no, but you know, you know what it is. It's like the 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 skilled guy who's underappreciated. You know, his wife has left him. His wife's got the new husband who's got all the money or whatever it is, but he doesn't have these skills. And when it comes to his and his kid doesn't fully respect him, she's she's there to get stuff, but she doesn't know who he really is. And then everything goes wrong, and then they need you. I think that that's like a male fantasy. It's like, hey, you all of you lot that hated on me, you're going to come back. Pardon? On fire? No, I was talking about Taken. I was talking about Taken and that one. Oh, Taken. No, no, no. I was saying... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand what you're saying. But um, yeah. don't get me wrong. I, I don't... I don't... I don't... I, I watch films for escapism. Yes, there's moments where... I was watching The Crown and the first two episodes, they were in Ghana and it was pissing me off. <laughs> it was just pissing me off. Ah. It was just pissing me off. It just reminded me of colonialism and all that bullshit. But my sister was like, look, just watch through it. And The Crown is one of my favorite shows, bro. It's one of my favorite shows. Love it. I said mm. to everybody, I don't want to watch it because I know I would like the royal family. 
because I like ruthless stuff. I like the fact that Prince Andrew was protected. I like that shit. To be honest, I don't think anyone who listens to this pod uh, is under any impression. We talk about like ruthless billionaires like almost every episode. Somehow we get there. Like, Ola, let's be real. If me and you were kin, right, and you did some bullshit, we're going to handle it in-house. But we ain't about to let you drag the family name. Yeah, man. It's a different ball game when you're playing with high stakes. This is what one yeah. guy said. If R. Kelly had Prince Andrew's money, he'd be free. This is me, huh? Nigga, it's the status, not the money. It's not just the money. Yeah, exactly. No, Crazy. this is like, this is deep-rooted power. This is power, baby. You know what everyone else is saying? If we allow Prince Andrew to go, that means they'll stop coming for our family members. Do you know what it is? I think... You know when, you know when, um, for example, the financial crash happened and they said the banks were too big to fail. Damn. <laughs> they said that we have to pay for the bank's mistake because they are too big to fail. Hey, that's that's some family members talking. Hey, hey, don't let me pull the plug on this motherfucker. Bro, this is exactly it. like certain people are gonna have to realize that given justice. To certain people does way more damage than letting them go does yes because if people lose faith in establishment people lose faith in power structures yo oh, you don't even realize how that's going to affect everything oh, no, but it no affects everything justice there's just is bro there's no justice there's just is you understand you cannot really people really equate justice to the right thing to do if obama was caught with a scandal for instance during that term the powers that be understand how fragile that might be how we're going to have to cover this up because what the damage is losing faith in the office. Mm. Oh, we have another scandalous president. Why do we even vote? Those rumors will start trickling out and they can't afford to have that. But that's because, and that's one thing I always say about that I learned from when you vote people is the power of institution, not personality. You have to build institutions. Institutions live long before, long before and long after people. Especially Personalities come and go. Well, you know what? Um, um, Onyibo people live on those on that Ten Crack Commandments line. Don't you know bad boys move in silence and violence? Uh, you know how loud? Do you know how? Do you know the the, the the loudest people, the most powerful people in this country? Are, you don't even know their names, their institutions, mm-hmm. their family and friends. They they've built relationships, same as like America, with the secret societies. They understood running. On the, the mafia understood running on the forefront is detrimental to your existence before the mafia right. went to be in the papers the moment they got into the papers was the end of their reign yeah literally it was only last year or year before last year this pandemic anyway that i found out about the grovener family i didn't know who they were they right. own they own mayfair they yeah, own right. like well so owning that owning that land owned, yeah you were telling me who owned the buildings in piccadilly circus sounds like what well, you yeah. can't just open up sunday service and you're like no no you can't just do what you like, and, yeah. and because because that 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 land has been in families, and it's basically been like the one rule in the family is you can't sell the land, you can't sell this. They built institutions in their family. Now they they got all these like lordships and blah blah blah. Like I, they got titles. I'm the Duke of Westminster. Blah blah blah. But I didn't know these people. These people aren't like necessarily the celebrities or whatever it is. Yeah. But yo, can you imagine what it is to own that land? So you know Leicester Square. Someone owns that land. So whatever, <coughs> whatever, someone owns that plot. I didn't know someone owned the land for Glastonbury. When I found that out, I cried. Yeah, the people own the farm. Yeah, they, I, I cried. 
I cried. That person owned the farm and told Jay-Z, come and perform at my event for free. Man. And Jay said, yeah. My sister was arguing with me the other day. She was like talking about the Super Bowl performance. Because this is the lesson to learn about the Super mm. Bowl performance. Yeah. She was like, don't you think they got paid at least a million each? I said, I doubt that. She goes, why not? The the thing gets made so much money. My brother then tells me they, they did it for free. The, yeah, they don't get paid. I said, for free? Yeah. Hey, do you know what it is to call... Do you know what it is to call genuine to come and perform for free? <laughs> now, even he would be insulted. Ah! Uh... I mean, you, you, you like, oh, come on, genuine man. You can't. Okay, okay, my bad. But to call yeah. Dr. Dre, Snoop, Eminem, Fifty Cent, Mary J. Blythe, and Kendrick to come and do it for free—what kind of land do you have? Bruh. that NFL—you stay paid forever. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. can't be broke again. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can't can. be broke. You, you, I mean, it's not that you, you have you to try. Well, the thing is this, the thing is this, they understand that you are on a platform where everybody's watching. Why do I have to pay you? I'm do- I'm doing the favour, not you. You know them old school promoters we started with back in the day who used to be like, come and perform for exposure. We're going to pay you. It's like, Leo, we can't pay you, but it's going to give you good yeah, exposure. exposure because this is me. You're not exposed. Bruh, it turns out that's the exact arc of your whole career is that you start yeah, off performing exposure. for exposure, then you get all the money, and then after a while, you start performing for exposure again. Imagine that. But the thing is, the Super Bowl, none of them would have been able to do it if not because of that level. You see what I'm saying? You know, yeah. so it's a great look, but you have to understand what they have built. They have built mm-hmm. a platform so big that they can get the biggest artists in the world to covet it and do it for free. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's amazing. It's actually amazing. Uh, it's become because again, it's an institution now. Mm-hmm. The Super Bowl halftime shows. You know, in, in, there are certain people who are like absolute like nerds and geeks, and they're buffs about this kind of thing, and they can tell you every best actor winner of uh, the Oscars back for fifty years or whatever, because mm-hmm. the Oscars is an institution. It's the same way with halftime shows. There are certain people who will know, like who did every halftime show going back fifty years, because they it, they've made it a thing. They it, when it becomes a thing, that's when you've institutionalized it. Yeah, now it doesn't actually yeah. matter. The NFL commissioner can die. Um, you know yeah. the, the channel you know, that shows it can die. We don't even know who judges the films for the Oscars, but we believe in the clout of it. It's, they're called the Academy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But we don't even know their names. We don't even know if they like films. Well, to be honest, uh, I, I've known a couple of people who've joined the academy. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's, that's, that's PR. You know the answer to someone else. Well, the whole point is that they all get to vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole point is that when you join yeah, the academy, you yeah, vote. Yeah, it's all PR. Check it up a little bit. Make it seem like we're urban. But like you said, it's an institution. It is, though. It is and, then, I mean, and you know how hard it is to get into an institution, baby. Listen, when you see an institution with a black person in there, that you know is an institution that was founded on, you know, whatever before. That person has been cleverly selected. You understand? He understands their institution. He's not going in there to move the furniture around. Yeah. That's what you don't understand. It's the key is to build your own institution, your own brotherhood, your own practice that you can give down to kids and kids that will hold up that institution. Yeah, institution building is tough. It's, it's something that I study. It's something I really care about because I, I because understand no, that... You're an Illuminati... Low, you're a low-key Illuminati Freemason secret type brother. That's who you are, low-key. Uh, do you like, you yeah. were part of a war and no one would think Ola was the one that was behind the war because you believe that Christianity should have its own corner. 
Like you will be an evil billionaire. I know that. We we don't we don't know this for sure. But that's but the evil billionaire. Is... I mean the kind of billionaire I like. Like if kids have to die in Indonesia so that Nigeria can have extra electricity, then that's just what it has to be. So someone who makes tough choices, I understand what you mean. I said to you, if kids have to die in Indonesia, you didn't even flinch. So, so tough choices, right? <laughs> Look here, yeah, I've never been the evil billionaire mastermind in my own head, but since you've introduced that narrative, I can't lie, there's something quite enjoyable about it. But... You said to make tough choices, and that's the thing about the world I accepted. They said, listen, if niggas got to die so that we could have roads, well, we're just going to kill them. Hey, the native Indians wouldn't bow down to the Americans. You know, the Americans realized that their, their number one animal was bison. And then they actually worship this animal. You know what the Americans did? They killed all the bisons. <laughs> Yo. Yo! That's cold game right there. That's, that's a dirty world. It's a dirty it's game. A, <laughs> it's a dirty game, and y'all. They stacked the heads and the bones of them and stacked it up as people for them to see it. You can't go kill someone's god and show it to them. Yo, they broke their spirit on that one. <laughs> Literally. Yo. Bro, when I heard that, I said, white man is dirty, yo. Nah, white it's a dirty is game. Dirty. Yeah. Hey, they killed all the bison. <laughs> Even the one in Street Fighter. They said, kill that nigga. <laughs> they said, M bison. All them baby bisons. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want no more bisons, baby. Bruh. That's the game. When the Chinese were there, they hooked them on opiums, bro. They hooked them on opium. And yeah, they put them on them dirty. Yeah, man. So, like you said, tough choices. <laughs> that's what they were telling the yeah. people. You don't like slavery? That's fine. But do you like them? Do you like the lattes we've got for you? <laughs> you know? It's bad, bro. Yo, that's it's why, tough. That's why I know. When I have money, don't look at me like, for me, do right. Mm-mm, I'm doing me. Not right. <laughs> don't look at me as some kind of source of inspiration and he's doing the right thing. If I do a movie about inspirational thing, I'm a salesman, bro. I could care less if the world fixes. That movie has to sell. That's what I care about. It's yeah, I, I, when you I say stuff now. like this, I, I, it does make me wonder if, like, I'm gonna look back at myself in fifty years time, and and I'm and I'm doing something like mad, you know, influential, but also at the same time ruthless. And I'm gonna be like, you know what? Fun be called it, man. Fun be called, <laughs> be called it, man. If we get to the point where we're running the comedy industry in Hollywood, for instance, bro, there's gonna come on, man. We're gonna let some open mic come up with some some dead ideas. Put that nigga in the truck. <laughs> Bro, the, the, the maddest thing is, it won't even be about the ideas. Now it will be about agendas. I'd be like, hey, this year, right. we don't even wanna, I don't even want to see any comedy that has to do with uh, leaving Nigeria. Right. I, want, I want every right. single comedy to be about be staying about in Nigeria. Hair, be about hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or if you have a political agenda, for instance. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing about people. You don't realize, man, it's easy to bark at a politician and say they don't know what they're doing. Trust me, man, you couldn't do what they're doing. It's cold. It's a cold world, it's cold bro. Cold world, bro. It's cold world. Yes. Listen, it when an MP says this, when they represent their borough, that's just what they represent. If Hackney is shining, if um, what's the name? What's the closest borough? If if Tottenham has to burn so Hackney can stand, we are gonna burn on Tottenham because I represent my borough. That's it. 
Yep. You understand? That's it. So that's the world. That's how I've come to understand it. Um, there's nothing. I don't believe in the. I, I believe there's good. I believe there's bad. But I also believe there's bad, and I also believe there's good. Okay. I'm not sure what if I, I followed is, that. What I mean is, good can be bad, and bad can be good. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you that the line isn't as clear as we think it is. No. But this is this is one of the main reasons why I am a Christian, though. As much as you might see me as like this evil billionaire character, it's because I know that if I didn't have any grounding, mm. my my ability with my brain to reason things can make me re. I can reason anything into being okay, and yeah. I can reason anything into being wrong. Yeah. I can I I have that mental dexterity to be able yeah. to go. Do you know what? If even if you say, look, it's about saving babies i can still turn that into a bad thing and if yep. you say if if you say it's like killing babies i can turn that into a good thing well, and, like and all it takes is the right mental dexterity look at mason greenwood that tape mm -hmm. comes down everything he has to have a lawyer who thinks okay how can we discredit this girl that's yeah. his first job yeah and if yeah. he can have a daughter he could have a wife like, are you crazy you want to yeah. represent this guy yeah someone asks him that's the world yeah yeah, that's that's what you well, that's what happens when you get somebody who has conceptual thinking and practical application. If they conceptually as a lawyer, you have to live in a concept. The concept mm -hmm. is that I have to represent you to the best of my ability. My ability. Yeah. Which means that it, it doesn't even matter what I believe. It doesn't no, even matter what I no, think is right. No. I I can have maybe some ethics, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I need I need to live in a concept. And then I need to apply that practically. Mm -hmm. If you can have conceptual thinking, apply it practically, you can do almost you know, anything. It's the same as, you know what? The thing is this, like you said, and you can apply it successfully. The same thought that makes a man want to make an Apple phone is the same thought that a man who plans out his serial killing um, um, expertise. I watched B2K start his serial killing. By the time he got three years in, he was a professional. Mm. The first one was messy. I was nervous. My hands were sweating. But by the time he kept on doing it, he was precise. He even knew what the police were going to be looking for. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the mind of a human being. When applied to, uh, to a task aggressively, as some people do, you will get the results. But mm -hmm. the, the idea of good and bad, it can be, can be, the lines are so blurred. Look at Martin yeah. Luther King. He got shot in the neck and assassinated. That's the story you hear. But you don't hear that to clean up the drug paraphernalia that was all over the table. Oh, wow, I didn't know about that. Right. Was, you know, they were doing their thing. But because... He was, he was hitting a couple of girls on the side as well. Whoa, brother. Yo, man was sniffing white girl and banging. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Does that take away wow. from the fact that he was fighting for his people? No. But we kind of... He had... He liked the white things. <laughs> certain, certain man would be like, now I relate to him. Now I get it. <laughs> And no, here's the thing, it. Jesse Jackson and them knew if they come into this room, see his dead body and cocaine everywhere, we're done. That would be the bigger story. That would ruin his reputation. So they cleaned yep. out. You understand? They're thinking. Bruh, it, it, the maddest thing is, for anybody who's truly read the Bible as well, you see that this version of like, good and bad that we like to you know this kind of cookie cutter fairy tale version it's got nothing to do with real life because even the scripture is supposed mm -hmm. to be the inerrant word of god inspired word of god has some of the maddest stories in there and some of the maddest means in which god gets things done 
and I'm talking about like kill everybody, like yeah. kill their animals, kill and the kids, children, kill everybody, yeah. and yeah. and it, that goes everywhere from that to do yeah. nothing. Do and let and yeah to like do nothing and let them kill you yeah. every version and that of that and extreme and between has is there to his selection process yeah. bro poor rich one arm two arms no eyes kid yeah he, <laughs> he ends about... up using somebody who kills christians to go and make more christians or, or someone who's a, right right he used a boy child labor to go and kill a giant that's a child neighbor. <laughs> that, that, that's social services of taking David away the next day. Yeah, I, I often think about it. When he goes to Saul and says, look, I'm going to take on the giant. I have to think, like, as Saul, like, if a young boy comes to me and says he wants to go and fight the person that all my armies, all my soldiers don't want to fight. I'm looking, looking at up. my man like... <laughs> I'm looking No, <laughs> you're looking at my man like, what? Then you say, how? This nigga pulls out the slingshot. Oh. <laughs> Yo, I'm here with the pew pew, and I'm gonna take him out. That's my that's my plan. What I Ola, what if he modern, what if he modernizing here? Because how are you gonna do this? And he pulls out this central like he's pulling out a nine, like he's tucked in his waist. <laughs> what, 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 the whole ice cube boys to men, boys in the hood fit. We got a problem? Nick? Hmm? We got a problem? <laughs> <laughs> you see the slingshot hanging? We got a problem? Goliath? <laughs> oh, 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 don't make me draw for it, bro. I'm the fastest draw. Yo, 10 paces and turn just for fun, son. <laughs> <sighs> David, like, I, I'll leave the house without it. I don't leave Bro, the house without it. That's why, that's why you know God couldn't pick no kid from the hood. The shit talking, he look talks Goliath to them. <laughs> Call me hit two, nigga, because I hit one and I hit two. <laughs> I ain't sold the house of weed, but you stay stoned when I do mine. Oh, my God. Start quoting what? rap lyrics. <laughs> you can't see me, baby. You can't see me. Oh. But yeah, um, it's so true because um, I think for me, what I just tried to learn about the world as I got older was all you have to do in this life is your job. The rest is a distraction. God gave you a gift or a talent or something. Mm. You identify, if you're lucky like us who identify with it, your job is to just do it. Everything else mm. is a distraction. It doesn't actually matter. It doesn't matter what Putin does tomorrow. I still have to write comedy. It doesn't matter what Obama did. They've all set their own legacy. Putin is setting his legacy. He's doing his job. I have to do mm. mine. Because when you go, it's not like, you know, shout out to Jamal Edwards. SBTV guy who passed mm. away, um, like he said, it's not about living forever, but trying to create something that will. That's what institution building is, by the way. That's what I was trying to get to. Please listen, Olaf. Sure. I know this is what I'm telling to you now. You, you're an evil genius. You showed me the other day where the Mason headquarters were, and you were telling me casually like you had brunch there the other day. What do you mean? I just know the building, bro. It doesn't of course mean you like know I... the building. Of course you know the building, bro. It's the flipping. For when I went for my open day in secondary school. Calm. Oh, this guy. Bro, I went to LSC. LSC is across the road, basically. Of course it is. <laughs> of course oh, it is. this brother here. You used to fantasize about that place, didn't you? Oh, no, me. <laughs> nah. I'm, I'm, no, I don't. I find that I find all that secret society stuff fascinating, but oh, I, I would listen, never join. I would love us to create a secret society, as I say publicly on the Boys Quarters podcast. But 
Remember how we discussed the other time and we said a part of our problem is we speak all our problems on Twitter and just in Morris, not even in Morris Code. What's it, Morris Code? Morris code. Really, 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 just straight English. Yeah, just straight English. <laughs> Our problem is white people, and this is what white people need to... Yo, okay. This is how we should go and move to white people. On Thursday, we should run up on them in, in St. Paul's. All right, so Thursday, we're going to lock up Liverpool Street. Like, you're just out Bruh. there spewing your feelings. Bruh. Yeah, man. Real G's move in silence like Baja Pia Miller. That was a reach because you, you, you're, technically your name is not G, it's GB. Don't do that, bro. That's the Yoruba alphabet, bro. It's GB. Yeah, but it's, it's a no silent G, G explained it to okay. Why you. I'm so proud of that. I'm so proud of that. <laughs> Obviously, when you're explaining it to somebody else, I say it's a silent G and it's a, it's a Lil Wayne lyric. Is it a silent G? Yeah, so uh, but it, obviously, no, we, we know that it's it puts weight on the B. We know that it's there to put weight on the B, like K okay. does for P in Bingo. Okay. Yeah. So it's a silent G that, but it, so yeah, I explain it to white people as it's a silent G, but it's it puts weight on the B. But anyway, the point the point is is that it's a Lil Wayne lyric, real G's moving in silence like lasagna. But I repurpose I, I, it. I, I don't like Lil Wayne's um, similes. I really don't. <laughs> you I, I don't? Like I thought that one. That one's. I thought that one's heavy. Real G's moving silence like lasagna. Yeah. The thing is this year, the problem is this is this. You can go through a whole things with silent G's in there. I say rule G's moving silence like Benga. <laughs> That's my problem. It's too easy a simile. No, but the, the no but the, the, the thing is the thing is real like the G's is supposed to sound like cheese, which is in lasagna. And also lasagna has the silent G and also he's saying that real G's actually move in silence. Whoa, That's what I'm saying. Real G's. Yeah, so so he says G's like it's supposed to sound like cheese, and he he's obviously comparing cheese. that to yeah. So it's almost real like cheese. he's saying wait, 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 wait. so the wordplay is supposed to be real cheese moving silent like lasagna. So there's cheese. No, over, wait, wait. I'm trying to break it down. There's cheese in lasagna, and he's doing the silent G with the silent. That's even worse. No, the real simile is supposed to be that the the G is silent in the word lasagna, right? And he's trying to say that G's moving silence. That's the real simile. But the reason why it's even better mm -hmm. is the fact that Jesus is supposed to sound like cheese, which links with the word lasagna. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't. I reject it. Decline. Card decline. What? I think the word plays a reach. I think the word plays a reach. I think the word plays real valid. Cheese. Real cheese. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not impressed by that one. He had one fly hard, like, geese erection. <laughs> All right, no, we ain't talking about those ones, then. <laughs> we ain't talking about that. I was confused. I said, wait, how you know geese getting erected? <laughs> <laughs> Even David Attenborough didn't know that. <laughs> Damn. That's what you thought of? No, man. They became mad erections, yo. Hey, yo, send a message to us whether you think that that Lil Wayne lyric is valid. Not the fly hard one. The real cheese move in silence like lasagna. What about, girl, I want to give you carrot till you feel you're a rabbit? That, bro, that's one of the worst lines you I've ever too. heard. My brothers nah, don't I'm... like Biggie B, Richie like Lionel. <sighs> I like that line. I've, I've, I like it. I like that one. 
Girl, I want to give you carrots till you feel you're a rabbit. That one, I know. Like, I love the song. Yo, 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 I love yo. the song. Girl, I want to give you broccoli till you feel you're a vegan. <laughs> I mean, that one doesn't even make sense. But I mean, <laughs> but you know, I mean, like, you do your rabbit. God. Yeah. How many is that though? Like, how many carrots would you need before you start feeling? You know, I feel like I'm a rabbit right now. <sighs> Shit. That was a terrible line. Uh, that was a terrible I, 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 one. No man. one told Mace that though. But you know what? I think it's a selling tool as well. Sometimes throwing that dumb line because that's yeah. what they talk about. But bro, uh, Diddy said, um, "Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks." Well, he did say that, but I mean, he he said, um, "My thing was we, uh, we was more, we was more than friends. We was like brothers. Late night play fight under covers. I was like." Wait, what? What were you doing with your brothers, bro? That's what brothers did, though. You didn't have a brother, in it? I did. True. I didn't have a... Maybe this side I missed out on. You, y'all used to be late night play fighting under covers. Hey. How awkward. Hey, miss me out, bro. <laughs> you called call Diddy on that. And he goes, did you have a brother? Nah, nah. I, I <laughs> <laughs> You get mad emotion, you know. I, I never, I ain't never had no one to play for under the covers. That's hilarious. <laughs> but that was not the. This is the one that I didn't understand from Diddy. Girl, I wanna just look in your eyes and watch the sun rise. You can't actually do both. Even <laughs> you gotta choose what you wanna do. It's either you watch the sun rise or you look into my eyes. You gotta look into- <laughs> That shit, do you know what, in his mind, that shit sounded poetic. <coughs> so, you know people going to say, yeah, but he's saying the sun is rising in her eyes. No, it's not. The sun is not I... rising in her eyes. You know? The reflection, though, like... <laughs> really? Ola? Where, the... where is she standing? Where is she standing? What angle? We're both on the hill. Right. We're both facing forward and watching the sunrise. Uh-huh. I'm looking in your eyes. And I can see the reflection of the sun rising oh, in your front pr- of us. In your pr- 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 I'm watching from the side, though. She's looking at the sunrise. I'm looking hey. at her. Ain't the peripherals, though. I love... We, do you know what it is, yeah? Some of these replics, we need to map it out. We need to, like, storyboard no, 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 it. Okay, I've got, one, I've, got, I've got one after that. But the sunrise thing, yeah, I think it was what rounds his eyes is right. <laughs> I think that's valid. I think that's valid. I don't think there was a... Deeper meaning, but the best one, Lil Flip. Lil Flip had the best hook in hip hop history. Sunshine, I can call you my baby, but that shit was fire. Maybe we yeah. can spend some time. The rap, oh my god, he said, I'll treat you like milk, I'll do nothing but spoil you. Yeah, ah, who buys milk to spoil it? Yo, yeah, um, but like a milk that's almost out. I don't even want to waste time on spoiling this one. <laughs> like it's almost expired. You got the expired milk. Oh man, yeah, that was a reach. Yeah, that was bad. But you can't. But if you say that's bad, you can't put that Lil Wayne one in the same category as the rest of those. I didn't ones. say it was in that. I didn't say it was in that. Oh hell no! Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. There okay. was some thought to Lil Wayne's one. Them man just threw it out there. I think the yeah, Wayne's a victim of trying to be too complex. Okay, what about this line? I struggle with this line because I actually like the line, but I don't know if it's a reach. I wish a nigga would like a tree in this bitch. 
<laughs> I wish a nigga would. Uh... <laughs> but then I'm thinking, okay, but then I can say, I wish a nigga would, like a table in this bitch. You know what I mean? All right, I'm actually, I'm actually gonna look up the most ridiculous uh, similes in rap. Oh my goodness, because yeah, they, but there's got to be some. I found one that's just in songs, but I don't know if any of them are. I don't particularly want to. Like they got, they got Ricky Martin. She bangs because she looks like a flower, but she stings like a bee. Like every girl in history, Yeesh. bro. Like <laughs> yo, like what? Um, Muhammad Ali and having no ending. And, and to be honest, yeah, like, because she sang it well, like this example right now, she sang it well, and, and I actually enjoyed the song of it. I actually let slide the fact that it's actually a terrible simile, and it's Nelly Furtado, I'm like a bird. I'm like a bird, I'll only fly away, I don't know where my soul is, I don't know where my home is. The truth is, most birds actually know where their home is. They actually... Birds can fly to another country and still come back home. This is my point. We have homing pigeons for this yeah. exact reason. Yeah. So, so it's it's actually a really bad line, but I like the song. So. Well, um, anyway. Backstreet Boys. Um, I wanted that. Oh way. wow! Number one on this list, by the way, is from uh, Snap. Rhythm is a dancer, and in the <laughs> in the song they say, "I'm serious as cancer." When I say rhythm is a dancer, I said, "What is what rhymes with dancer?" Cancer, okay. I'm serious as cancer. I don't know that song. Rhythm is a dancer. You can feel it. Okay, I oh, you need okay. to listen to Snap, man. They were... No, I don't listen to Snap. But Backstreet Boys, they had um, Tell Me Why. The, the whole song is interesting. The, the, the lyrics, and I quote, You are my fire, my one desire. Again, what rhymes with fire? Desire. Um, you are my fire, my one desire. Um, believe when I say I want it that way. <laughs> when we are two worlds apart, something leads to your heart. Then something again, I want it that way. Then the chorus is even better. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Ain't nothing but a mistake. I never want to hear you say I want it that way. Yeah, I mean. So th there's actually a whole Wikipedia page on on this song, and <laughs> and uh, there's a there's a er <laughs> there's a section called lyrical interpretation, and it says many critics over the years have questioned the song's lyrical meaning, mainly the line "I want it that way," and basically Ben Hes Westoff of LA Weekly dissected the song, writing that its lyrical content makes zero sense. So you're not <laughs> the only one who thinks that. <laughs> Just can't help this one. You're not the only what one. you were trying to say. Okay, so wait, he says, ain't nothing but a heartache, ain't nothing but a mistake. I mean... I don't want to hear you say. Maybe he's saying, I don't want to hear you say those things. I wanted that. Okay, no, I'm, I'm lost again. <sighs> but when you slow it down and you put the dramatic look into the camera like this, look, you are my fire. You're like, yeah, my yeah. You just It just feels like he's going somewhere. When you bring it back, you're like, no. I was into a Boys to Men song, and um, this was like the fourth album in, or fifth album. Yeah. And they were trying to, you know, keep up with the times of, you know. And um, Wang is talking about, you know, I can take you for a ride, Bentley's right outside. I was like, 
Voicemen have Bentleys? Y'all need to come in a horse and carriage? <laughs> <laughs> they were talking real player stuff, and I was like, Voicemen, man, you're not going to propose? <laughs> But that that Donny that wrote that um thingy song that uh I want it that way, and you know he's like written like l- like major pop hits like all of them at that time. He was he writing all of hits. them. That's a hit. The song doesn't have to make yeah. hits. It makes sense. You just have to hit. And my brother said, the more simple you make a hit, a song, the more it's likely to hit because people feel like they can sing along to it. Mm. That's why hits don't have depth. Hits don't have any in depth like you know, like you know, meaning to the song like you know. Uh, Zion, not Zion. Um, X Factor is one of the most heartfelt songs I've ever heard in my life. You know, X Factor, right? yeah, Lauren Hill, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But Britney Spears, <laughs> what was there with that Britney Spears song that was fire? This, uh, by the way, that guy that I was talking about, Max Britney. Martin, he's got the third most number one singles in the chart, only behind Paul McCartney and John Lennon. What, Only behind the Beatles, bro. What he's written? Yeah, in terms of songs he's written. Yeah, but that's, you know. Mm. I mean, one Swedish done like this, just writing all the yeah, hits of, of our kids. He's a good song. Yeah, but I'm, I, there are loads of good songwriters out there. This is amazing. This is like. Are, ex- there, are, there, are there loads of good songwriters out there? Is he better than Babyface? Oh. <laughs> I knew you were going to. I knew you were going to say that. I actually 100% knew it. Ooh, hey, I can't a good songwriter, bro. We cannot deny it. I mean, yeah, that, there's no yeah. denying it. This nigga, I believe I can fly. You can't deny it. Babyface is the greatest. Bun R. Kelly every time, but yes, yeah, he's yes. Babyface fantastic. is the greatest for me because if someone said to me today, Babyface wrote Gaga Google, I'll, I'll Google it to check. You sure? <laughs> Gaga Google, let me just check that. Is it with a G? <laughs> <laughs> it's with the hey, GH, it? bro. It's with the G. Is it, no, it's with the. <laughs> It's a silent GH, bro. It's a silent GH, bro. If, 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 the only time I know that Babyface didn't write a song is in Junior White Nam <laughs> Why are you like this, man? Hey, what's the two part call for, t- for this week, man? Um, uh, bro. Writing songs. Um, letter to my unborn. Nothing to do with writing songs, but letters writing, right? Well, I was going to say, learn, learn how to think your head so I write with my pen. We've used that one before. Have we? Damn. We must have. We must have. But I know, because you, you always quote that. Which was too... And that's a powerful thing, though. I'm going to learn how to think ahead, so I'll fight with my pen. Speaking yeah. And it comes from the one Tupac so you claim not to like. What's that one? Uh, To Live and Die in, in LA. LA. It's, no, 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 no. no. Let's get this. Let's, you know what? That song... This is the problem with Tupac, isn't it? It's supposed to be a nice to live. You know, look. He's got some man... Poetic bars, nigga got shot by a fiend, trying to floss and run to a block to of, a block of man's dream. A hard lesson, court cases keep me guessing. Just... Lead option, plea bargaining the option now, so I'm stressing. I'm like, I'm supposed to be enjoying this song, but I'm feeling this pain, like, man, life is real, man, you know? <laughs> I can do that, like. Yeah. You know? But he's so creative, and like, it wouldn't be LA without Mexicans, black love, brown pies in the sets again. Then it goes political again. Pete Wilson trying to see us all broke. I'm on some bullshit. Out for everything they owe. Remember K Day? So yo, yeah. bro. You know, um, um, well, we have we haven't we haven't used uh, learn how to think ahead. So I write I fight with my pen. We haven't okay. used that as a title. Use that. Yeah. Actually, I, I was gonna say because you know it's Black History Month in America. So what does that got to do with us? 
It's going to be called uh, Learn How to Think Ahead. So I fight with my pen. Because on that thing, he says, Remember Crenshaw, MLK, Automatic Ram 3, Guess We Lost Our Way. Gang yeah. Sides Mean Show, nigga, love your love hood. Love your hood, but recognize that it's so <laughs> good. my Jesus. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. By the way, uh, most people in that video are dead. It's been out there. In the to live or die, to live or die. Oh, like Coffee Park, Buntry. Oh. The guy shouted, Buntry, this one's for you. They're from Sugar Homies. They're, they're all dead. Bruh. Got some Watts niggas with me. OFTB, they post some food with them. Cool, left the rest for me. What's that mean? What, they left some food for him? But I'm cool. Left the, this is the, They post some food, but I'm cool. Left the rest for me. I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah anyway, man. All I know is. The day I put the song on while I was driving in LA, I felt like, yes, this... Did you put California Love? I did that as well, of course. Hey, where no, no, With California Love, I played that, uh, like, leaving the air... Like, I pulled out the airport, the car rental place at the airport, blasted the song, pulled up at the petrol, at the traffic light, a guy pulled up next to me and gave me the nod. I was like, yes! I live here now! What do you mean? The One, one brother came and gave me the nod, like, yeah, this... Like, you, you, you're here now. I'm such a goofball. Such a goof. What do you mean? Listen, I am black. Finally. What's up, man? Yes. Yes. You're lucky you didn't yes. I felt like Hakeem in Coming to America when he comes out to the, the balcony on his first day. Good morning, everybody. Yes. Um, when, um, when Dr. Dre did California Love at the Super Bowl, I was just like, if Tupac was alive, He'd be out, he'd just come out from the trapdoor or something, maybe the prison. Yeah, bro. I don't care. Put jail. Or technically, knowing Tupac, you probably have to do the performance from prison. <laughs> <laughs> so it depends on what would have been going on in his life. But when Dre did the. Dun, 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 everybody thought it was a Tupac tribute. No, no, no. That was his beat. Yeah. Defo took it. You the shame shoot, bitch ass nigga. I got it back now. Mad. Mad. That was his beat, because that's the beat for um Don't Leave. Because you know he went to working with Blackstreet Boys. With Blackstreet. Uh, Blackstreet, yeah. Yeah. But then that's when Tupac said on Toss It Up. Yeah, we took your beats because you went rocking it, right? So Toss It Up is no diggity. And I am editor is um Don't Leave. Okay, wow. There's no diggity. Play on play on play on play. play, 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 play. Let me see you toss it up. Two was like this. Fuck that nigga Jake. But damn, that nigga can make beats. Let me rap on this. <laughs> you know? Like, Drake, Drake, get out of here, man. But leave them beats on the table real quick. Yeah. Like, quickly, yeah, yeah. Get out of here. You ain't shit. You ain't made a beat in six years. Let me um get that last one that you did, though. <laughs> it was unfortunate oh, that he didn't live past. He was... You know what? It's funny. I was listening to... um to um, someone talking about, you know, Noriega loves to talk about Tupac. And he always tries to make it seem as if he wasn't hard until he got to death row or he's playing gangster on death row. And Money B from Digital Underground was like, people don't realize Tupac was on death row for nine months. Wow. <laughs> nine months. All Eyes on Me came out the same year he died. Whoa. Or was it the year before? No, That's it really good context, actually, because you, you would get the sense that, like, this guy was born on death row. You make right. it, it feels like that, yeah. But he wasn't. Like, it was only, that's why I don't understand when people are like, I'm like, that was a short, that's why many people go out snooping, like, oh, he backstabbed Snoop. Nine months. I barely know you. 
They weren't friends. They didn't come up in the hood together. He barely knew Snoop. He just loved him because of what he was doing musical-wise. They'd met every now and then, but they weren't brothers. You understand? You're just on our label now for nine months. So people yeah. really, you know, misunderstand. But before we go, T.I. is doing comedy? Yeah. And what do you think about that, Ola? Have you seen the set? I saw, yeah, I saw a clip. I saw a clip of him at Chocolate Sundays in LA doing the bit about um, girls with uh, saggy breasts and how they don't the need to go. About, um, you see the bit about the other one where he's talking about he realised that the comedy thing is quite clicky. Oh, so, okay, not not actual stand-up clips, but him just talking. Oh, I've seen stand-up clips. Oh, okay. Well, no, yeah, I've only it, seen, the only stand-up clip I've seen is him talking about telling sisters not to go and get their boobs done. Okay, so yeah, um, great premise. But um, what, what I've learned, what I saw from his first stand-up was it's got a look down. Yeah. Mike out, was leaning on, had the mic stretch hand thing. Oh, okay. Sippy, sippy cups. I said, ooh, got okay. the comfort down. Material is zero. Wow. He would have been, zero. You'll be afforded an audience because he's TI and he has stories to tell. He just needs to understand how to do set up punchline. Godfrey cleared it up saying, I just didn't want to watch. I'm a headliner comic. If I come on and then watch the TI person, I'm not going to stay to watch, you know, TI, whatever. And I, 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 I honestly think, you know, uh, you just have to not let your ego get the best of you. Um, mm -hmm. You are a comedian, yes. You're yep. a headliner comic, that's great. But, yep. so. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I watch anybody uh, yeah. if I want to sit down and watch them. So I, I would don't... love to watch TI do stand-up so I can just laugh my ass off. How bad yeah. Well, even if whether he's good or he's bad, I, to be honest, I'd actually want him to be good. But yeah, I, I, I would actually, I would actually watch it. I, I don't think. Um, I think sometimes when you are trying to protect your spot or protect your space, I think it's because you're kind of. I think mean, you said something similar actually that like you're kind of more concerned about your own sport, your, or your own, own yeah. status than yeah. you are concerned about what they're doing, mm -hmm. and so you're projecting <laughs> onto them. Um. <laughs> because and especially because even if you didn't watch because you're the headliner, you don't need to go say that on the pod, like There's saying a it out loud. That yeah. said, um, he was talking about, you know, so it was saying the, the kingdom of God is near. Uh, people of the world change your ways. Um, he was saying when you get to in front of God. He will ask you, how did you use your life? He's not going to ask Godfrey, how did you yeah. enjoy Chappelle special? Yeah. He's yeah, going to yeah, ask, yeah. what did you do with what I gave you, though? Yeah, 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 yeah. I gave T.I. the gift of rapping, and then he started rapping and blew up, and used that platform to be able to do stand-up. I understand that. But what did you do with what I gave you, though? Hmm. The parable of 10 talents. Don't watch what yeah. next one's doing. You have to do yeah. your job. And a lot of the time yeah. people say, you can't come into my world and do what we're doing. It's bullshit. You're just, in, you're just threatened because now you feel like your spot's lo you're losing your spot. But you know, it happens, it happens in, uh, in a lot of industries, especially where people don't feel like they're getting their, their dues. But you know, there was, um, there are times where uh, it happens with rap music and somebody course, drops when like they come into acting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Rappers beautiful. going into acting. That's I was also going to say, like, comedians doing rap. That was a, a that was a, a thing at one point. Comedians like, doing these... rap? Or rap being rap? Okay. I didn't know comedians doing rap. As in, in the sense of um, people like Big Shaq 
doing a okay. single scrap. And okay, then real, yeah. real rappers yeah. being like, oh, you're giving yeah. these my number one. Yeah. So blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But that's, that's because you forget what an industry is, the institution is. The institution is not about who has talent. It's about who can sell. Mm-hmm. Selling records is not about who can sing. It's about who can sell records. Mm-hmm. You understand? Cheeky okay. girls can sell records because we think they're stupid. So they're going to sell records based on that. So they're going to mm-hmm. get a deal. Yeah. Is it going to last? No. What's the next song that the big... If Chipmunk stopped rapping because um, Big Shaq came in, he would he would have missed the point because he was never going to last. You would. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it. there's too many... Um, the more people realise this, the more they would just focus on their own yeah. craft and so on. But Imagine yeah. when Eddie Murphy did My Girl Likes To Party. Rick James produced the album. Yeah. He didn't say to him, fuck off, you're a comedian. Why are you trying to do music? Just let him do it. I do not care. I wish a lot of more rappers was trying to try and do stand up. Some of them actually might be funny. It might be a, a, so. it might be what they need to shake off that nigga come in the room, not kill everyone in this kitchen. Some of them might actually have more of a personality than we thought. Yeah. No, don't I get mean, me wrong. Which, which rapper do you think would be a good stand up? I think Snoop would be the next to try it. Okay. Yeah, because Snoop's done like sketch comedy already. He's a character as well. Um yeah. other than that, let me see. Eminem's crew, Obi Trice and them man there, because they okay, say a lot of funny things and gimmicks in their raps. Ones. Yeah. Um, Eminem has comedy, you know, timing, yeah. silly timing. Yeah. Um, who else do I think could be Method Man and Red Man? <laughs> yeah, I want to see them do deaf comedy too. Yeah. Because even they done comedy duos and stuff like that, but it's yeah. not taking yourself too seriously. Yeah. Um, I think for, I'd love to watch Fifty Cent do stand up. I find him to be a very interesting, humor, humoristic guy. I don't think 50 Big will stand up, you know. He doesn't have natural he bones. He has natural mean bones. You said yeah, probably, shade. He probably... he stand up. Well, yeah, he's done some shade. I guess so. No, he's done, he's done some funny things from time to time. But yeah, he's, he's funny um... things from throwing shade on people. Like badly. Being a prick, basically. That's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why I'm saying I won't want to watch him do stand up because I don't think okay. I'm talking about someone that I feel like they won't. They won't have to throw shade on an audience member to get the funny. Okay. Okay. I feel yeah. Yeah. Where they can just basically self-deprecate or talk about experiences and just go on stage and say I'm trying to be funny. You know. Yeah. yeah Will yeah. Smith, we all thought would do stand up. I guess. He tried it once. Mm. Yeah, it's too late. Pop culture. It's too late. But, I mean, you know, like, you know, at this point, he's just doing midlife crisis stuff. So it's yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. Of like, is what yeah, did stand up. You know, Marlon Wayans did stand up. I don't. He's got too much ADHD. <laughs> but he he tried. He tried. Uh, Kanye, no way, no way. Nah, nah. No nah. way. And the Kanye, funny thing is. The funny thing is, watching Kanye, I understand he's highly inspired by comedians. Highly inspired. It's throughout. You can see it in so many different areas and inspirations and so oh, on. Oh, it's a comedian that was following him around. Well, this is it. So, um, so yeah, exactly. That's that's how I know. But um, but him yeah, being a comedian. That's some funny lines, no. though. You ever actually bitches with other bitches? <laughs> yeah. Say, some, say Ad, some say Adam couldn't have been black because a black man would never share his rib. He said that at the end of uh, one of the songs on Donda. Did he? As, yeah. 
So I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying, I, I, Adam could never be black because a black man will never share his rich. You know what? Um, the truth is, obviously, God put Adam into a deep sleep. But can you imagine when Adam woke up and there was a butt naked woman in the room? Golly, Ooh. I need to start smoking them trees, yo. Ooh. <laughs> I said, I said, I said, you have to understand, yeah, Adam got the first pump pump ever. First pumps, bro. The first pumps, bro. Asta, what's your body count? Zero. What? <laughs> no, no, no. What's your body count? What's the body count? Damn. Ah! <laughs> I just came. <laughs> bro, can you imagine? Can you imagine the first time like oh. she did something? She did something mad. Like the first time he did that, he probably prayed. Bro, that's what I'm saying. You have to pray. You, you have, have to pray. pray Lord. Hey, Father. Thank you God. That was the first time someone said, "Thank you, God." Bro, you, can you imagine? Can you imagine she tried to give him shiners first time, and he's like, "Who taught you this? <laughs> who, who taught you this?" <laughs> we go with the flow. <laughs> Whoa, oh man, bro! D, and you know that's how you know the first man was black because the first D couldn't have been. It has to be a BBC. It has to be. Guys, we need to wrap up. This <laughs> is. <laughs> This line of conversation That's is because you know Eve, Eve ate the fruit first, right? Yeah. So Adam, butt naked with the BBC. That's when she was like, "Oh hell no, nigga, you hungry?" <laughs> How have you turned the Garden of Eden into a porn plot? <laughs> of course not, bro. But come on, bro. Imagine you're butt naked in the garden. You wake up from a decent there's a butt naked woman in your garden. <laughs> bro, the maddest thing is, is that. Everything that happened from there on out wasn't like anybody taught. They just figured it out. They were just like, this has to go in there. I just have to get it in there somehow. Oh, oh was it that? Maybe it started in hair, in the nose maybe. Maybe they tried the air. Bro. You know, you know what I'm you, saying? How do you know the booty hole wasn't the first point of entry? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Because how would maybe. you know? Maybe. You know, you know what? It kind of hurts in there. Try the other one. <laughs> Bro, she's looking at it like that thing that I can see is it's gotten harder. There was, no, there was no nine to five. There was so they had all day to plan this. Well, Adam did have a job. He was supposed oh. to name everything. He His job was to... before Eve came, though. Yeah, he named... that's why God said he was bored. Like they said, Adam named the animals twice. Yeah. Oh snap. Yeah. So Matt, at that point, Adam clocked out. Adam clocked out. They got kicked out of the garden, so you know. They were getting their frequent in that wilderness. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, but at this point, they put clothes on. So now it's like, now you try to speech out the, out the leaves. Oh, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. They take the leaves off, bro. You know what? You know what? They take the leaves off. Real quick, real quick. First leaf song. You know what, yeah? Um, you reckon, like, you reckon Adam was mad at Eve for giving him the fruit? So he was playing stush? Or do you reckon it was the other way? That Adam just like, you know what? Like, he don't really mad that we have the garden. We can still, you know, do our thing, right? I don't think this was that much of a concern for them. Bro, I, to be honest, at that time, I mean, I said leaves, but, you know, God had given them uh, animal first. But the whole point is that I, I don't think they really had these kind of concerns. I think se- sex wasn't, couldn't have been complicated at that point. It must have just been like, this thing's amazing. Let's do it. Let's keep doing it. And they just kept having kids. And then it was like, oh, I can't really do it right now. All right, cool. We've got to right. stop like the kids, though. Yeah. All right, guys. So, so, so let's. You know, you know, we got to stop at the kids. 
Because then, how, how did they get their little generation going? Mm, some incest. Yo, so, yeah, there's, it's clear, like, if you read the, the Genesis, there's, like, a whole block in which things are missing because other people appear in the world. So, yeah, there's, like, other people. Anyway, guys, I need to wrap up. I genuinely Remember Noah? Sorry, remember Noah got drunk and did he, did he move to his daughters? With Noah, his daughters... No, that was a no. With Noah, his sons saw him naked and they went backwards and covered him up. With Lot, his daughters got him drunk and they both took turns sleeping with him while he was drunk so they could get pregnant because they were in the wilderness where there were no men. So they were like, Look, I want to experience having a child. So they got their dad drunk. Always the Hennessy, always, always with the Hennessy. All right, bro, I really do need to roll now. So we're going to continue this one next week, man. I like these little <laughs> throwing in little little modern day scenarios. I like this. Remember, we stopped at um, <laughs> and then got fucked up. <laughs> All right, guys, keep shouting us, keep uh, sending us messages on on the social media and all that kind of stuff. All you guys that came back to us uh, last week, much appreciated. At Fumbi on Mataya on Instagram, at Fumbi on Twitter, and it's at Ola the Comedian on everything because that's, that's on neighborhood. That's on crib. That's on lock. <laughs> That's on Sodom and Gomorrah, my G. Alright, guys, we out. Peace. Peace.